Welcome tonight. Good to have you here. Glad that you could come and be an encouragement to me. <laughs> and that you are. Just to see your face is good. I want to mention a couple of things. One is um, Friday Bible study. Uh, we will need some help with uh, setting up tables and chairs. It doesn't take but five minutes to do, so if you can hang around uh, or at least keep the kids from banging into them while we're setting them up, <laughs> uh, that'll be a help. It's right after service. <clears throat> um, tonight I'm going to look at Psalm 67. It's a very short psalm, but before we get there, I just wanted to share uh, something with you. It's not a, a pleasant thing, but um, we do need to let you know what's going on. I know Saturday uh, rehearsal choir rehearsal we had a, a spirited rehearsal I wasn't there but I, I know that um, the choir sang some of the songs that um, Megan used to sing and uh, it was just a reminder of, of her not here and, and missing her um, and uh, I have a, a letter that she has sent to the church to resign um, to resign her membership and uh, I want to share with you how I'm going to respond to that and why I'm going to respond. Uh, and our leadership team is going to respond the way that it is doing. Um, the letter kind of came in, in an anom anonymous envelope. It came from her work location without any um, uh, return name or address. So I didn't know what it was until I opened it up and then there was a uh, very shortly written, um, pleasantly written letter of resignation. And so um, I'm going to write her back to say this, that we're going to, um, we did receive her letter of resignation. We have tried several times to be in touch with her it's, uh, so that we can continue to minister to her, but she hasn't returned or responded to any of our, any of my um, um, calls or texts to her. Um, and so we will, um, we will accept her resignation, um, but her, she won't be able to end her membership here in good standing. Um, and so we will not be transferring her membership somewhere else as if she was in good standing because of the way that she left. Um, we tried to meet with her or our last time of meeting with her there were several um, unresolved issues and she was uncooperative um, in our efforts to just meet and talk and resolve things with her or help her resolve things or just be accountable before us and so um, she did not leave on on right terms and so that's reflected in in our letter to to her um, what that normally means is that a person is considered under discipline and won't be have have membership transferred somewhere else under discipline. Now, if if another church was to receive her and if they were to talk with us as a leadership team or me as a pastor, we would share that information with them so that they would not just take her in that way. Uh, there's some things that that she would need to resolve before she could rightly move membership there. What happens though is churches don't often do that. And so person transferred from one place to another without any accountability. I understand that's how it works, but our letter to her will at least state that that's what we expect um, her to do and, and to, to, to do a transfer 
that's orderly, decent, and in order, and is done in the, in the right way. So we want to let you know as, as a membership that that's what's going on. And uh, so if she was to return here, she would need to resolve those issues so that she can be um, um, in, in right, in, in the right with, um, with, with her leadership team, with her leaders, and with her church. I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, um, I will reflect that at our next quarterly business meeting, um, that that's the, that's the status of her membership and resignation. So I'll, I'll give you a note on that. Just want to let the church know before we get to that o official time what's going on. All right, so if you would turn now in your Bibles to Psalm 67. This is a psalm that um, I've preached before, I actually taught through. Um, and if you remember two weeks ago, we went through Psalm 65, and we said it was kind of a harvest song, psalm. You know, if you remember that, um, praising the Lord for his harvest and what he does. Here's another um, similar um, but it's, it's, it has a little more to it, and it, it is really, really um, helpful. It ministers to me in a special way. So let's just read through the psalm. Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. So it's talking about, uh, it's, it's, it's a prayer for God to bless us. And we often pray that, God bless us. But what I like about here is God's blessing is connected with his purpose. And his purpose is very clearly stated in the psalm in a beautiful way. So the prayer, and it reminds us how we ought to be praying tonight. God, bless me so that. And I don't want you to miss that so that part that comes up in verse 2. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. That's a great prayer, right? But it's connected. Look at verse 2. Why does God bless? He blesses because he's gracious and he's good. But it's also to fulfill his purpose. And his purpose is gracious. And good. He says, May God be gracious to us and bless us that your way may be known on earth. Bless us in order that we can take the gospel out. Isn't that the prayer of sweet communion? Lord, bless us. Bless us financially. We can meet our budget so that we can get the gospel out, so that we can be of help to. to Stephen and Robin in their, in, their, in their ministry and other missionaries so that we can do more in this neighborhood towards getting your gospel out. 
So it's like, not just gimme, 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 Lord, but bless me so that I can be effective in what you want me to do. Think God answers that kind of prayer? Yes, he does. He supplies what's needed for his purpose. So it's, it's just teaching us how to pray, isn't it? Bless us so that, notice his purpose, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Notice nations is plural, right? Among all, kind of emphasize, all nations. And look at, look at this verse that's repeated twice in this psalm, verse 3 and verse 5. Let the peoples praise you, O God. I laugh when I say that because we, people is a plural word and you don't normal, normally put a plural on a plural word. So you don't put an S on something that is already plural. But there's a purpose in that. People is not just talking about a single group of people, but all groups of peoples. <laughs> all the peoples in the world. I laugh because uh, I, I know some who, who, who put plurals and it sounds goofy when they say a word that way and they often put plurals on a, on a word and uh, it reminds me of how they talk. Um, but it's, it's a point here. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all, again, the word all and a plural of a plural. Nation is a plural, it's a plurality of people. And people is a plural, but people has the S on it. Let all the peoples praise you. God's purpose is that all the peoples would praise him. And he's sending, he's equipping us, he's blessing us so that we could do that. That's awesome. It's not just, go give me a job so I can get all the stuff I want. Lord, give me gas in my car so I can go where I want to go. But Lord, give me gas so I can go where you want me to go. Help me to do what you want me to do. Enable me. Finance me. Provide for me. Bless me. Look at his purpose. His purpose is so gracious. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. The psalmist is saying God's purpose is not limited to his people in the Old Testament. That will be his people, Israel. God's purpose is not limited to us in, in, in our present day. It's not just sweet communion. God wants to bless this community through his people in the, in the, in the most gracious way that they might be saved. And they might come to praise him. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the people's with equity and guide the nations upon earth. God is sovereign and he rules over and he wants those people under him to experience his rule um, and, and, and experience a relationship with him. Again, verse 5, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Again, just speaks of God's purpose. I'm, I'm so glad God has such a huge purpose. It forces me to, to look up and to look out. It's, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. 
is bigger than, than, than our city. It's, it's, he wants people all across this globe to hear of his name, to hear the gospel, and come and be saved. And he's accomplishing that. My question is, are we being a part of that? And do we have the faith to pray like this? God bless us so that we can be used. I hope you have and exhibit that kind of faith tonight. And I and, uh, want to see God's blessing. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. So as the earth yields its increase, in other words, God is, is giving us Good evening, church. And our meditation will be continuing in the Sermon of the Mount. When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. One thing that's interesting about this little section here is every time he starts a section, he says what you shouldn't do. Why do you think he does that? That's what they do. That's what they're doing. In other words, it's common to see people pray in ways that are not right. In fact, it's probably be not wrong to say that most of the times that we see people pray, we're seeing them pray in ways that are in some ways to men or to themselves and not to God. His first point, you must not be like the hypocrites. What do the hypocrites do? They like to bring attention to themselves. This is something that we see is common in a lot of different churches, right? This idea, um, Jeremy was showing some videos in Sunday school. Uh, hopefully most of y'all remember that. But in Sunday school, there was a preacher who was doing a lot of things that just brought attention to himself. Some of it was kind of funny in some ways, 
we could laugh at it, but I think it's kind of sad in that people are following this guy who's calling himself to be a pastor, and he's their really their spiritual guidance. And they heap up empty phrases like for wealth, health, and prosperity. They say things like this that don't mean anything. And most likely are not things that they really should be praying for. What do you think if Jesus was to pray that? What do you think God would have said to him? Health, wealth, and prosperity. No, no, and no. But the second one, he says, don't heap up empty phrases. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've seen this a lot. I think this is just sometimes it's just people's personality. And you can't really blame them because they talk like that even when they're talking to you, right? I used to know a guy who used to go to this church. He used to repeat stuff all the time. That was just the way he was, man. He was a nice guy. He would say, yeah, I'm going downstairs, going downstairs. That's just the way he was. He was not trying to repeat phrases. That's just the way he thought. But there are other people who are heaping up phrases. And I feel like when we was in school and we had an essay that was had to be seven pages, right? And you wrote it, and it only ended up being four. And what you had to do, you started thinking up like random stuff to just put in there. You know what I mean? And I feel like people do that when they be praying to God. Like they know they prayed in front of people, and they just have in their head this invisible timer that says the prayer has to be at least two minutes. And dang it, I only got to 35 seconds, and I got to do something here, right? And I got to say something, so I'm going to just say something. They just be saying stuff. Other times, I think people are searching in vain for some way to impress everybody else, right? Other times, they're simply trying to say so much that they're saying nothing, right? You ever seen somebody like that? I don't want to give too much examples because people in here might think I'm making fun of them. But the point is, is this. There are times when people is trying to be so expressive. They're not really being realistic and not being upfront with God in many ways. I think all of these things are shows that are not direct with God. If you look at Jesus' prayers, you don't see all that. Hallelujah, praise your name. I give you glory, God. Because from the bottom of the earth to the top of the sea, not that you don't extend all the way to Mars, Lord, or even past there to Jupiter. You know, it's like not doing all that. <laughs> but I think we can do that when we're trying to be too holy. And what happens is as we try to get in the holy mode, you get in the ridiculous mode real easy. I don't think there's much difference between holy mode and ridiculous mode, if you ask me. And I don't think God sees much difference between them either. Don't act holy. If you got a way of acting holy, stop it. You look silly to the rest of us. Stop. Stop. Everybody got this mode they do, and it's just, it's funny. Don't do it. Don't do it. Jesus said, pray like this. And listen to this prayer. Our Father in heaven, your name is holy. Right? You don't have to use hallowed because you probably never really would use that word any other way else. Right? Your name is holy. God in heaven, your name is holy. What does it mean that his name is holy? You know I mean his name if you just say Lord, 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 that you were saying something holy? 
or you say Jehovah, like other people do that. They're like, oh, I'm deeper than you. I say Jehovah. Like, whoa, bro. Lay off the holy pills, right? Uh, what's holy? What does it mean to say his name is holy? Hmm. Okay, but we, I'm talking about his name. I'm, not, I'm more emphasizing his name part. I think we kind of, I think holy is a hard thing to define, but I think we kind of know what that is. I'm talking about what is it about his name, though? No, we're, we're describing holy still. I'm talking about what is about his name, right? It says holy is his name. Why wouldn't we say holy is his power or What's a name, though? His person and his character. Right? You could imagine that in the Bible, a person's name is supposed to represent something about their inner character. Right? So they changed Jacob's name, and they say, man, isn't Jacob's name right? Because he's a trickster. They're saying the name should reveal something of his inner character. So if his name is holy, his inner character is holy. The name also could be considered to say his reputation, right? His reputation is holy. Everything about him is holy. The name represents the personhood of him, right? I think oftentimes we people just say the name of Jesus is holy. And I think other people think they just should just repeat Jesus as many times as they possibly can. Um, but it's not the uttering of the syllables that's holy. It's the character that it represents. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's that? What is that? It's a submissiveness, isn't it? Your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth like it is in heaven. What happens in heaven? Everything is done exactly the way God wanted it to be, right? He's saying, Lord, we want it to be like that on earth. Give us this day our daily bread. What's that? God is our ultimate provider and give us what we need. But I notice it don't say give us this day our daily Cadillac, right? Give us this day our daily 401k. He say give us this day our daily bread. Bless us, right? I was not saying that I don't pray for Cadillacs and things that's nice. I do too, right? And what I'm praying for, you might say Cadillac, I might say PlayStation 4, right? We are going to speak blessing in different ways. But the whole point about it is, is that what we really should be praying to God for and what he's, this prayer talks about is our need. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Whoa. Lord, remember me. Help me remember those that are accountable to me. Right? Isn't that kind of like giving up bitterness in some ways? I'm going to give up bitterness because, Lord, if you were bitter against me, where would I go? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What's that in that mission of? I'm pretty weak, yeah. There's things I can be tempted from that I don't think I could say no to. So please don't lead me that way. 
pretty good prayer. <laughs> There's one better prayer in the Bible. It's called his high priestly prayer in John 17. The whole chapter is his prayer, Jesus' prayer. But that's a pretty good prayer for us to follow, don't you think? Maybe we'll look at John 17 another week. Good evening, everybody. Tonight, I want to start with a challenge. And my challenge is, at this part in the prayer service, when I give out the prayer topics, I want to have a tough decision on who to pick by hands up. Too many times I'd be up here giving out a prayer topic, and it'd be like crickets out there. Nobody want to raise a hand. Apparently, people come to pray service and don't want to pray. Yeah, I'm talking to y'all. Nick, yawn in. <laughs> um, so that's my challenge. I want to see hands up. So today, um, we're going to focus on Nick's got the first pick. Um, that we all, we've done prayers for family members who aren't saved. But let's do prayers for coworkers who aren't saved sure we work with a lot of people who need a lot of prayer um, and so might be uncomfortable might not want to pray for your co-workers sometimes that's the best thing to do when you get along with somebody but let's pray let's have one person show hands one person actually Nick let's go with this one Nick pray for um, your co-workers and our co-workers that who might not be saved who needs to hear the gospel and Show our hands again. I want to have someone pray for how we individually can be a testimony to our coworkers and the opportunity to give the gospel to them um, in our jobs. Those two prayers. Who wants to pray for that? Aaron. And then I'll close this up. Lord, we just come to you in prayer. We just lift up the many coworkers that each of us come in contact with throughout our jobs, throughout the day. Um, those of us who may not be working, Lord, we ask that you just be with us as we come in contact with anybody in our daily lives, Lord. It's, it's almost impossible for where we live to go anywhere without coming in contact with somebody. We ask that you um, allow us to work in their lives, to spread the gospel, to... Um, one, allow our lives to be one that is a good witness for you, a good testimony for you, that points to you, Lord, that our job conduct is one of that, of a Christian, Lord, and that people are aware of us being your children and that we act as your children, Lord. And um, we ask that you just allow us to minister to those people through that, minister in the opportunities in our job when we have uh, a time to speak quickly or um, when someone's at work and they're going through a struggle that we can just minister to them and continue to point them to you and their need for you, Lord, and um, allow us to be used on our jobs for your work. In your name we pray. 